Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by Ed, Mike, and myself coughing. So I'll be on and off the cough button and hopefully someone else will have something intelligent to talk about. So hey guys, how, how are you? Um, hey Mike, hey Steve. I guess we have the excuse of the uh, golden sky, should we call it? Yeah. Is that why is that why you're coughing? No, I wish I had that excuse. Um, the, the fire that's, uh, apparently moving like a thousand miles, which mm -hmm, I guess does mm -hmm. make you think, is there anything to, I don't want to say global warming, but the fact that smoke here can affect somewhere else is pretty scary. Well, I mean, my understanding is this stuff goes on all the time out West, even, even people in, uh, places like Seattle deal with this stuff all the time. It's just that, uh, you know, you're in New York, I'm in New Jersey. We never really see anything like this. And it's just blanketed everywhere. And as I was just saying to you guys before the show, I was out and about today, and, and I am kind of feeling it a little bit. It's it's equivalent to smoke inhalation. So just kind of crossing your fingers that it doesn't. It's not anything serious for anybody. Um, I should have brought laser on. That would have been a good time to ask him questions since he fought fires last summer. Yeah, been training this. So basically the ones out west never come this far east and the ones up north usually go east, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like I said, even before the show, uh, I heard from somebody with a meteorological background <laughs> that uh, there's a low pressure system and that's why it's not going east and it's just kind of stagnated and went south and just, you know, not going away. So, but um, yeah, it's crazy. And it challenges my lay belief that the world is way too big for anything to hang out for very long and it kind of gets pushed away or up or something. Yeah. This kind of pollution we haven't seen since the good old Pittsburgh days, probably. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the, the interesting part now is now the conspiracy theor theories are starting to come out. <laughs> okay, you want to put your hat on or are you just going to wait? Uh, I saw somebody, I had a Facebook friend saying, you know, Canada is in cahoots with china and who knows what the hell is going on <laughs> i'm like i just can't you know what i mean I, I not yet i just can't go there just yet i'm just going to take this for what it's worth <laughs> okay so you're sure it has nothing to do nothing to do with the dam that somebody exploded <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> all right well ed you're far enough south you have no excuse not to have a clear head so Yes, I have a clear head. The smoke hasn't made it down here to North Carolina yet. Mm -hmm. No, no crazy conspiracy theories. No theories whatsoever. It's just, it's just. It's I think a fire. you know this is one of those you know stuff happens. Yeah, I mean people are making it out like it's a big thing, and I guess for the for a short period of time it is a big thing, but it's mm -hmm. really a. A little blip on the uh, blip in in time. It's really not a big story to me. I would assume photographers are enjoying it. It makes for some really interesting light setups. So I don't know how cameras actually get pictures of this kind of light, but it's got to be interesting to some people. So and then my other the dam that you mentioned is a much more interesting story or a bigger story. I mean the the Let's finger pointing at the who blew it up and you know who would have an incentive to blow it up. Um, so do you want to explain exactly what was going on there in terms of the dam? 
Um, well, I'm not a scientist. I feel like uh, that qualifies me to be on the Supreme Court. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's a there's a dam just, I think, north of Crimea in, in Ukraine. And uh, it uh, it's in Ukraine, but it basically services the Russian uh, port of, of uh, Sevastopol and and uh, in the Crimean, Crimean area, and uh, someone who has not claimed credit for it blew up the dam, and it's flooding an entire region in southern Ukraine by the by the Crimean Peninsula, and um, both sides, you know, both the Ukrainian, the Ukrainians are blaming the Russians. The Russians are saying we wouldn't be blowing up our own territory, something that that would flood our own territory, and. Uh, you know, the Russians are saying it was obviously the Ukrainians and it's just another one of these. He said, she said things in this mm -hmm. in this war. Which I assume happened in every war in history. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Uh, that... I only I just kind of wonder with all the tech and camera equipment, why we still don't know these things. But I guess that's just the fog of war. I mean, yeah, we, I mean no, I no, we're, we're not allowed to know certain things. I mean, we're, we have gatekeepers on information that don't allow us to know certain things. Uh, well, know. Except for a few people in Ukraine and a few people in Russia, who knows? Well, you'd like to think that our intelligence... we have spy satellites know. that would know. Yeah. The spy satellite would know who did it? I would think so. How? depending on how. I mean, I assume they're not doing this in full uniform and, you know, regalia. Mm -hmm. So how would they know who did it? They just know some people did something, to quote. Right. Do we know how it, exactly it was done? Was it a missile or was it just somebody just got it, to it? Dynamited or something. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how you would ever know. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting that we're like, you know, 16 months into it and we're still at the he said she said stage and yeah we're throwing drones at each other and killing each other and i mean is this war going to end the, the the question really is does something like that even ma matter i mean it, it it's a war <laughs> and stuff happens right things, is this things, bre things break <laughs> things get broken stuff happens well the problem I, is it, it could flood servers in mar-a-lago and, and maybe that's why maybe it's flooding uh, Hunter Biden's shirt. Uh, it's contri contributing to sea level rise, Steve. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just, <laughs> you hear what happened in Mar-a-Lago, right? What happened there? That um, they're saying that about a year ago, somebody drained one of the pools and it flooded one of um, Trump's rooms that had the servers on which is stored some kind of information. And yeah all kinds of you know weird theories was it done on purpose to hide what he had there and you know unlike hillary's thing in the bathroom but yeah so i'm just you know maybe the dam flooded to protect hunter biden for all we know because maybe why does hunter biden need any more protection he's got the fbi <laughs> that's true that is very true so going to the fbi well, is um is ray did not blink in turning over that forum and what he sort of brought it to the Capitol for them sort of to look at it. Is that kind of what happened? He's not cooperating. 
I mean, I mean Brassley, Brassley said that he's seen the document. I don't know. Did he see it from Ray or did he see it from the whistleblower? I believe Ray brought the document to a skiff or some other classified place in the Capitol and let them see it or some of it. I'm not clear. And I believe Grassley saying it's not enough of it. But Ray, there's nothing they can do to Ray. So I love, you know, when the press is like, oh, the pressure is building on Ray. He's got no pressure. What's he's in no danger. He's in no danger unless there's a change of, of government. And then you know, there's another gonna, election that changes things. But a Republican president is going to prosecute somebody from a past administration for contempt. Sort of like Trump prosecuted Eric Holder. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, who was it? There was somebody that this week that said, uh, I think it was James Comey, actually, that came out and said that the the, the, the terrifying thought of a Trump presidency is that we'll have four years of retribution. Mm -hmm. And one, I thought, one can only hope. I, I was going to say, I mean, if only that were the case, I mean, that's that would be the best argument to vote for Trump. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that was a campaign commercial for Trump. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think that he's going to do that. Um, but he could. I mean, that, that would be that would be a, a good reason to vote Republican. Yeah. If a Republican said that he would do it, but four years of revenge, well, that would be a good start. I, I mean, there's so many of these interesting little stories over the past week, and one of them was about the whistleblower and how the, the FBI wasn't gonna or the CIA wasn't gonna protect him. With this whole right. this whole story, and it's like, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. Oh, it just seems like every day there's more. Um, the double standard is twice as big as we thought it was yesterday and when we thought it was twice as big as the day before. But none of it's going to change one mind on the left. They're going to keep saying what they say. And sadly, does it matter? I think it was Ed Maslisch who taught me it really doesn't because they don't care. Well, they get they get away with everything. So I'd like to hear RFK Jr. start speaking up a little more. <laughs> He's someone that could reach the left. I mean, yes, he's been labeled a tinfoil hat guy, but he still has the last name Kennedy. Yeah, but that's been tainted by the Southern guy. And I, I know this is a horrible thing to say, but I can't listen to his voice. <laughs> no, it's, it's really, does anybody know what's wrong with him? Not sure. It's just yeah, I mean, very unpleasant. I, I don't remember what the, what the disease is. He's got some ailment of some sort i don't know i don't know what it's called yeah it's not a pleasant voice just to listen to and i don't know if he has credibility on the left or not well i mean he he has about 20 percent in polling i mean he's got enough of a voice that they're scared of holding any debates they're, they're already trying to shore up the primary for biden the the interesting thing to me will be if by, you know, if, if RFK Jr. continues in the race and then Biden has a heart attack or, you know, dies, you know, well, and then they're up the creek because no, RFK is the only other alternative. No, they're not. They, they would pull any stunt. They, they would do anything possible to not allow that to happen. I'm curious. Does anybody know what the legal, if any, scenarios are there for he dies after the primaries, before the convention, after the convention, before this, you know, deadlines to file. Because if he dies even 
But, you know, even if somebody dies before the vote, votes are finished counting yeah. sometime in February, the vice president has no special standing at all uh, yeah. in that in the next term, right? I, <clears throat> no, I mean, I think I'm, unless, you know, it happened and there were still more primaries to go and people would vote for him and he would get to the number he needs. And I think all bets are off. They'll do whatever they need to do. Right. But let's say... God forbid Biden wins the election. Yeah. Then he dies before inauguration. That means Kamala becomes president automatically. Yeah, I would think so. What, which there, election she, are you talking a, about? The, the Democratic nomination? General, the, no, no, yeah. the actual election. General election. She's not on, inaugurated. She's on the ballot with him. Right. Well, forget about her being on the ballot. Yeah, I mean, she, she becomes president because she was vice president when he died and she becomes president, and then on inauguration day, she would yeah. be she'd be reinaugurated. Yeah, she would, is that she, automatic that she's reinaugurated? Then no. Or, well, that she, they would they would appoint her on, on the spot, just like when it was LBJ after the Kennedy assassination. No, no, no. I see what Stephen is saying. Stephen is saying yes, she would be inaugurated. Suppose that Biden dies on December first, twenty twenty four. Yes, Kamala becomes president from December 1st until January 20th. Right. But who gets inaugurated on January 20th? I would think it would be her. It might it might go to the to the House of Representatives. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just it's just a funny scenario and with him who knows. <laughs> the fact that whatever, we, we've talked this one to death. The fact that anybody's voting for him is mind-boggling. The fact that anybody's voting for him knowing that she's going to be president is 10 times more mind-boggling. And yet, how many Democrats will change a vote because of that? And then the only question, yeah, could, can Kennedy take enough votes away to elect a Republican? Or with a name like Kennedy, you know, will he commit suicide? Because I guess he really could hurt them in that way if he would be third party. Um, well, most states have sore loser statutes that don't allow a, can, a, a candidate that lost a, a party's primary to get on the ballot as an independent or a third party. So I don't think he I don't think there's that issue. He would have to withdraw from the Democrat primary race. Right. And his voters wouldn't be, just be babies. They'd still vote for Biden. It's just, it's just so strange. I mean, if you would talk to a human being and say, how can you elect Kamala Harris president? after what you know of her the last two years. I, it's just a sad commentary. I think there are a lot of Democrats that are okay with what's going on. Mm -hmm. I, well, the fact that they can say with a straight face that she's a normal, normal human being. I mean, heck, there are plenty of Republicans that are okay with what's going on. <clears throat> I mean... <laughs> You know, you, you, you know, the Republican field is widening and there are people that are getting in that are, you know, attacking DeSantis for for his going after the, the woke corporations. They think that, you know, corporations should be able to say and do whatever they please. Um, That's only going to make him stronger if they keep that up. Maybe. You but, know, I, I have from the libertarian side. I have a little bit of an issue of, quote, going after corporations. And at least with Disney, I'm not bothered by it because they were so ridiculously favored. As far as I'm concerned, he's not going after them. He's just not sucking up to them. 
Mm -hmm. um, is, is there a line that that could cross for me? Not quite sure. At the moment, I'm totally on his side. Anybody fighting culture is important, period. Um, and, and again, Trump not fighting it is ridiculous. Haley's sort of on both sides of that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think she's more on the don't fight it on side. The don't fight, leaning towards the don't fight. Um, now, how many people have announced recently just Pence? Christy. Christy, but not. And Scott. Yeah. And Sununu's out. Sununu's out. Um, so that's at least four others besides DeSantis and, and Trump. Well, there's Vivek. Right. It's right. Ba they're, they're basically uh, the, the field. We're talking they're about saying the split field helps Trump. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know that it matters. I really don't. Oh, I think, I think, I think what, what, what is Asa Hutchinson announced as well? Who? I, I don't Asa know. Asa Hutchinson, former governor of Arkansas. Who? I heard Who? the name mentioned. Who? I don't know. Who? I know. I, I do think, I mean, I brought this up before. I mean, I think obviously Chris Christie has no shot, right? Chris Christie, I think he can, he can make things really difficult for Trump. I do think oh. that he can. Because I, I think he's he is effective, all right. I think he he's got the bombast and the ego. I, I I think I think he's capable of really making things difficult for Trump. For for DeSantis, I'm not sure that he he has as much ammunition there. I don't what know. Is, it's just a gut gut. I think it's a gut feeling. Gut instinct. I don't. I mean, I I think there's a lot a lot of ammo. That he could go after him on. No, he could, but what would he want to go after him on? Uh, I, I think for for just his whole persona, <laughs> you know. So I mean the same persona that Christie has. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, it's not, but it's. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, they're both very bombastic. I don't know that they're this totally the same personality. Right, but bombast isn't his card to play i don't know I, i'm i'm it's for me this is a little bit of a, a just a, a gut instinct feel about it i i think that christy can make things troublesome for for trump on the stage uh i think he's gonna have a hard that's time assuming to, there's a stage. i think he has a hard yeah well i think he'll have a harder time going after desantis i think he's gonna have a hard time going after desantis we talked about this too like what is the best line of attack and i'm not sure if i've heard any i think he's gonna have a hard time well, Cuomo's better than DeSantis. Yeah. Well, the no, question really is... I think we should talk Trump about that, debates, but I, Huh? I think if Trump debates, he is very vulnerable, but he's just saying, I won't debate. Screw you. I don't think that's going to fly. I don't... Yeah, I, I cannot possibly... It's flying think, now well it's, in the it's, it's It's not Trump's personality, I think, to... Uh, for him to say, I'm not going to show up for the, the debates against these other Republicans... That would make him look pretty bad. I don't know. I see. Here's the problem: Zed and I were talking. We have people we very genuinely respect, who literally would vote for Trump if he shot somebody on Fifth Avenue and worse, and would not change his vote if Trump did not debate. So those Trumpists. But I think I think there are certain things that Trump can do and even has done that I think could alienate him, even from his core supporters. I think not debating would be problematic. And the other one, I, 
what do you guys think of the whole Kaylee McEnany thing from this week? I mean, that seemed like a line to me. I mean, that seemed different than the sanctimonious and, and all of his other name calling. I mean, Matt, uh, McEnany was, has been a loyal supporter of his. She's a really sharp, intelligent woman. She was, a, you know, one of his leading spokespersons in, during his administration, one of his most effective people. And anyone who actually looks at the story, I mean, I think she said that he was leading by 25 points and he, he rips her a new one because he's really leading by 34 points. I mean, that just, I don't know. I mean, he's or he's already rubbed me the wrong way, but I, I that just seems like a, like a, like a different kind of bombast. It seems like it, it yeah, seems and, more nihilistic. And that, than that's what I'm saying. Else. Like, like Chris, Chris doesn't do stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think he went after Jenna Ellis also, didn't he? I think so. And the McEnany thing for me, I think I think we spoke about this last week, was a very big deal because he has well, nothing on her. And to me, that kind of took away his excuse for everybody else. You know, this one's a horse face and this one's a that. And he had a good excuse for everybody. And yeah. to me, not having an excuse for McEnany shows no. He, that's just his personality. You take him off. He's going to come after you and he's going to come after you personally. He's going to come after you with low blows. And yeah. I, I find it absolutely unforgivable. I don't find it quirky. I think it's disgusting. So I, I have a lot of trouble getting over that one. Yeah. Well, the other interesting thing, I did this with today too, um, via Politico, um, this whole thing with the Live Golf and the PGA and, and Trump's been on the side of the Live Golf, which is basically funded by the Saudis. You know, and I'm, I'm reading the part about the 9-11 family member and how they, you know, they're trying to get justice to this day. And, and I can really sympathize with that. And I don't think it's a good look for Trump. But politically, I mean, there's just another one, you know, one issue right there that if I'm DeSantis or any of the other candidates, I'm attacking him on that. Do you play golf? Mini golf. Mini golf. <laughs> hey, do you play golf? Putt, putt. I haven't in a long time. I used to play a little bit. I mean, I'm going, to, I'm going to talk to somebody in golf a little bit more about it, who I know in the beginning was furious about the new golf league. Um, and then when Trump yeah, made his original yeah. statement way back when that he wasn't against it, that was bad. Um, this merger apparently came as a big shock to everybody. So yeah. I haven't even had time to read up on it. It came out of nowhere, supposedly. Is somebody going to attack? I mean, Trump is not involved in this at all directly, right? But he, he supported Live Golf. They were, yeah, the story that I share with you talked about them being at one of his golf courses. He supported them or he didn't fight them? He's not. Um, I thought he supported them. Is he actually yeah. backing them in some way? Monetarily? Or, or some way. I thought he was just not upset about it happening. And then people said, but what about the Saudi Arabia problem? Yeah. He's like, he blew it off. I don't know if he specifically funded anything. I, I mean, I just read that he opened up his golf course to them. Saudi Arabia is such a sticky subject in this country. I mean, because if you use those words and you have to ask about W and you're not allowed to ask those questions. So you kind of, you know, it's almost like a third rail to mention Saudi Arabia 9-11 in the same breath. You seem to be okay. <sighs> You see, I'm coughing. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, why is that a third rail? And why don't more people come after 
Saudi Arabia just in general. And now this, you, you're right, this should be low hanging fruit. And Trump not disavowing Saudi Arabia in every which way, especially because, you know, part of his creds is he's sort of, you know, right wing America first. What's America first? About well, anti-terrorism. Anti anti I mean, how is that America first? So basically, if ISIS starts a Gulf League, he wouldn't go after them. Is that kind of how it works? Hey. <laughs> it's just, it's very weird. Uh, the whole thing with this live golf is very weird. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around it still a little bit, but it just, it's me, it's just not a good look. And why, again, Trump never shuts up. I don't know why he had to get involved in it at all. I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. He could hate somebody at, at the PGA, you know, just want to get revenge. I mean, I mean my understanding is a lot of PGA kind of people, which apparently there are a lot of, were ticked about the whole thing of pulling players out. Forget about Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a whole big controversy going on. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, millions yeah. of people. Why tick people off for things you don't have to? It's just, again. You're talking about Trump? I mean, he doesn't know how to stay out of the way he lives. I think, I, I think that he has a, it's sort of fuel for him. He needs it to live. Right. And, and too many of his backers teach him that it doesn't matter to them. I don't know. To me, it almost makes him seem like part of the club. Which club? And not the, and not the, the inside. I mean, I, I think that when you think about the Saudis, to me, it's like they've been protected by the ruling class, you know, for 20 years over this issue. Right? That's what that's my my perception of it. And when you, you're siding with them, you're siding with the ruling class. It makes him more like Bush. It makes him look like Bush and Rove. Yeah, yeah. Well, you that's know? the funny thing about Bush uh, Bush, about Trump's whole campaign. You know, he's not the outside candidate this time. He's the he is the establishment insider candidate. And I don't mean that as, you know, he's Jeb Bush or that he's Paul Ryan in policy necessarily, although not all of his policies are as conservative as any of us would like, but I just, you know, he, how did Rona McDaniel get reelected? Trump, Trump pulled the strings for her. How did, how did McCarthy become speaker of the house? Trump stood up for him. I mean, Trump, yeah. Trump is the, is the establishment of the Republican party right now. And, and, and in fact, that's his main argument, right? I mean, that he is the party that he got, you know, that he's entitled to be nominated again because he was wrongfully, you know, he had the presidency yeah. stolen from him. He, that he's the, the the de facto leader of the government right now. He, mm -hmm. I mean, that's their argument that he is the establishment. So, um, yeah. that's who he is. Do you guys ever listen to Mark Dice? What? You ever listen to Mark Dice? Um, sometimes he's pretty good and pretty straight, but I was very disappointed because I was listening to him briefly as like 10 minute clips. And at the end of it, he's literally, you know, we owe it to Trump not to fight against him, to put him back because he was robbed. And you don't find that many people who believe he was robbed more than I did. But I don't know that that means we oh. owe you. <laughs> I, well, that's such an un-American point yeah. of view. I think. I, I'm really disappointed when people. Say is, is that the blue check on on Twitter? I think I I shared one of his posts. Maybe 
I, I don't know. I just he, he was he was attacking DeSantis of like, you know, what are you doing? It's not your turn. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, you know Trump, Trump helped get help get you elected, but you know. Right. Yeah. And there's yeah. also this idea that DeSantis is the insider because supposedly he's being funded by some big insiders. I don't know what's true, what's not true. I wouldn't be happy with all of that stuff. You know, if he's Trump is not self-funding his campaign, Trump is taking money too. Any Republican is taking rhino money. That's just that's what the Republican Party is today. Trump is doing it. DeSantis is doing it. Everyone is doing it. I mean, I don't know if Vivek is is self-funding his campaign, but unless you're self-funding, if you're a Republican, you're taking money from rhinos. That's just the way it is. Are you calling me out in public? I'm not calling you out in public or in private. What are you talking about? You're talking about all the money I've collected and you're, you know. <laughs> if you're if you're a Republican running for office okay. and you're you're raising money, you're raising money from rhinos. That's I just, just want to clarify: I'm not a Republican and I'm not running for office. I'm not taking rhino money. What do you make of this MTG McCarthy story from this week? That she's going out there now backing McCarthy. That not everybody should see all the J six stuff because of security concerns. Did you see this? I didn't see it. I wonder um, if they're sleeping together. All of a sudden, oh. it's like she went from 100% outsider to fighting outsiders and saying, you know, we're going to hurt security in the Capitol if we let people see all these, uh, you know, all the videos because the angles and, and blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, has she totally, in one term, totally flipped? I hadn't it's, heard that, but that's it, disappointing to say the least. Maybe they have dirt on her. Or, or she read the tea leaves and, you know, like they tell you, you'll get nothing done unless you play ball. And But it's so scary because if you could flip her in one term, you know, who are you not flipping? She really, I thought, was the consummate outsider who had no friends. And didn't care. And didn't, right. that was the whole thing. She doesn't care. So why all of a sudden, when people start hiding behind the security thing, I, um... Don't yeah. like that. Now, supposedly they released more footage to a few other people, but I don't know that they released the whole thing to everybody. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Well, Fox is still sitting on all that stuff, right? Or was it just Tucker? I so think what, it was Fox, wasn't it? Well, I mean, they gave it to Tucker's show. I, I assume, make the assumption that Fox has some rights to it or whatever that they have there. I would assume he doesn't. Well, not anymore, I, I wouldn't think. Yeah, and, and again, what matters? Because there's so much video in there that supposedly exonerates even people who have pled guilty and are sitting in jail, and none of it will ever matter to them. And the country will just say, sorry, we're not showing it to you, even though um, it's clearly, you know, exonerating stuff. Yeah. I mean, who is the one guy that got like 18 years? That I, is that I, the Oath Keeper guy? Maybe. And, you know, they were... Um you know, accusing him of insurrection and everything. But I'm like, where's the evidence of it? I didn't. So apparently I a video, I there is a video out there now where they literally let watch the cops open the door for 3000 people. Yeah. And the fact that the defendants don't have rights to those videos is just so. But again, it's, it's in our face. Who cares? Yeah. They're still telling the same lies that insurrection has killed cops. Mm hmm. So, 
Now I noticed nobody's yeah. talking about the fall. What fall? Uh, the Air Force fall. Biden's fall with the Air Force uh, graduation. Oh, that's almost not even newsworthy. He's an idiot. He's a buffoon. Buffoon is probably the word that was made for him. I don't even know what a buffoon is, but if I did, it would be Joe Biden. <laughs> um, yeah, but isn't that that in itself is kind of sad, only because of what they said about Reagan and Trump, et cetera, et cetera. I guess the biggest story for me this week in a weird sort of way, and Mike, you're probably aware of it, and I'm not sure that our illustrious mayor is now talking about moving immigrants into people's private homes. Yeah. I mean, you saw uh, that, Mike? I did. I, I shared that with you guys. <laughs> Ed, did you see that? I can't. Yes, of course. I, um, I unfortunately live in New York. In a way, it makes me want to laugh because I've been asking liberals here for at least 15 years, would you mm -hmm. keep people in your home? And you get this horrified look. Yeah. And in that sense, it makes me laugh. The sheer audacity of it. Right. I, I can't. And by the way, I got an email today. So I belong to um, New York disaster something something where clergy belong to this group. I don't know what belong means, but I'm on their email list of clergy who will help in a disaster. And I got the email this morning asking about do they want my church, you know, would wow. my church be available to house people? So I know that's going on now in the churches. And to think about doing this in private homes. I mean, yeah. imagine if your neighbor said, yeah, 135 bucks a night, I'll take a few people in. And of course, we have to change the New York City rules because all that's illegal. Because you can't, you can't just take a well, I'm surprised that they want to compensate anybody. I'm, you know, they, they could just pass like a quartering bill and say you're- well, that, that was the first take, thing. Uh, <laughs> you're that's actually the first thing to keep live in mind. New York. Right. And by the way, what would stop them from doing that? They just declare a state of emergency. And yeah, there you the go. Constitution only prevents soldiers, right? I believe that's the case. Third Amendment. That's right. But that's strictly soldiers. Yeah. Ordering of troops. Troops. Correct. So the only way we could keep them out of our house would be to buy them uniforms. I mean, <laughs> what would happen if they would say anybody with so and so amount of space in their house has to take somebody? Yeah. And then you'll find. Oh, I think that would be a. Yeah. I think that would be a Fifth Amendment problem. I mean, that's a taking. It's a. You're. You're. It's a permanent. And well, not a. What permanent. are they permanent? They're not taking. Lost a lot they're not but taking. It's a physical invasion of your property. I think they you know, have to compensate you. I'm sure you were on top of some of the takings cases in Florida, um, with uh, not letting businesses open and everything else. The takings clause can be sort of stretched, and especially if it's temporary. I think you can keep but even but even temporary if it's a physical invasion of the property that has to be compensated right but so compensated but even that if they could force you to do it and by the way it, along those lines could they call an eminent domain and force you to take people <laughs> I mean yeah, we, 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 we need to stop giving them ideas <laughs> they're literally putting people in public school gyms okay they're putting them, I forget, yeah. in other kind of abandoned buildings that are just like were abandoned yesterday. They're asking churches straight up to take people in. And I guess, who is it? It's Bongino who says at a certain point it gets so bad people rebel. I don't know. See, mm -hmm. that's an interesting story. But to me, the more interesting one is, is 
Gavin Newsom threatening kidnapping charges against DeSantis. That's that's more interesting to me. I mean, I don't think that he has any legal uh, standing to, legal basis to do it, but they don't care about having legal basis. They, you right. know, they they'll he'll, you know if they can file a lawsuit, they'll file a lawsuit, and if they can try and make an arrest, yeah, you know, they'll try and make an arrest. And um, I, I think that's one to watch. I mean, the, you know, DeSantis better be taking it seriously because the same way they arrested Trump and they're prosecuting Trump, they're going to come after him and they're going to try and arrest him and they're going to try and prosecute him as well. I, I have no doubt about that. So, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer. I play one only on a podcast an hour or so a week. The crime is committed in Florida when they're put on the plane, right? Correct. That's so what I think. What does California have to do with what DeSantis is doing? That was my first simple question. Whereas Trump, they'll say committed crimes in a whole bunch of states. They won't care if it gets thrown out of court. For them, the, the, whole, the whole game is having an indictment, having him accused, having him arrested, having him formally charged. Well, can you indict somebody in California? I mean, even at all for a crime that didn't take place? I mean, you don't get- And you can indict a hand, you know, Judge Saul Walker of the of the New York Court of Appeals said, yeah, I know can, the prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich and indict in, can indict a ham sandwich if, it, if he wants. If a crime occurred, then you can no. indict a ham no, sandwich. No, you don't. If no crime occurred in the state, I, I thought he was going awful far. Is Newsom a lawyer? Um, Rarely. he was a district attorney, so I assume he probably was. Now, I know lately, is. haven't we been censoring lawyers for saying ridiculous things, or that's only if they're on the right? That's only if you're on the right. Okay, I just wanted to be clear about that part. Um, <laughs> how do people get off even saying this, and how does any, you know, pundit, reporter, commentator not look him in the face and just burst out laughing? I think the better question is. Why is DeSantis not saying anything? Um, and, again, because I mean, it's laughable, isn't it? Why does he really need but to? That's if you don't fight back, it will it will the momentum will grow against you. And, I mean, and I think that the same. It's not just it's not just the 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 Gavin Newsom comments. I mean, DeSantis has been a declared candidate for two weeks now, and he's he said very little responding to Trump. I mean, when Trump said that Cuomo did a better job than than DeSantis did, DeSantis did make a comment about that. But that's about the only thing that he said in the last two weeks since he declared. And and I think that I don't know who's advising him, but I think that he needs to be ready to start fighting back. I mean, I don't think that you let these attacks keep building because they get a momentum all of their own and then it's hard to stop them. Mike, what's your opinion on that? Uh, so just repeat it for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a brain fart here. I'm just saying that I think DeSantis in, is... In terms of DeSantis being ready to go after Trump. Go after yeah, Trump, yeah. go after Newsom. He's he's sitting back I, and letting these people right, take right, shots right, right. at him. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if he's holding his fire to some extent or what. But he's, got, he's definitely gotten out of the gate slowly, uh, you know, starting with the the way that the whole Twitter thing happened. But um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure that a lot of people are totally paying attention yet to all of this. He's got a little bit of time. Uh, the funny thing is, our friend Daniel 
and some other Trump supporters think that DeSantis is coming all out on Trump. And I don't see that at I all. Haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything from him, really, to this point. Um, but traditionally, you know, in the summertime, we're, we're up, you know, obviously it's about to be summer, kids out of school. I think, you know, until Labor Day hits, I, I, I don't know. I think this is just on the on the simmer button. You know what I mean? Like, well, the first debates are over the summer. I, I don't know if it's they? July or August, but yeah, they'll have debates over the summer. Well, then it'll ramp up sooner than I thought. But I, I you know, I think in terms of people paying attention, I, listen, if there's a debate, I think it's going to, people are going to be paying attention. But obviously it's not going to con- really ramp up until after Labor Day. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious how many people are going to change their mind between Trump and DeSantis based on a debate because some Trumpists will never change their mind and some DeSantis no, people not. Will change their mind. I tend to believe that it's better for him to keep his powder dry, especially if there's going to be a debate with both of them, because I think DeSantis can wipe the floor with Trump just by looking at him like he's a two-year-old. And maybe every time Trump mouths off with something stupid, I would hand him a lollipop because he's, he's a two-year-old. Yeah. Um, so that, that's by the way, that's a good idea. We should make like the DeSantis uh-huh. lollipops. Um, <laughs> as far as DeSantis answering Newsom, part of me says, are you giving him credibility? Even it's, it's just such a ridiculous, ridiculous charge. Now he can go after him on the whole unbelievable hypocrisy of Newsom. How about sue him for defamation? How about sue him for defamation? I thought about that. Um, so. Does he have to call him a name or he has to say he did an act or either? He's accusing him of, of a criminal act. That's so defamation that, per se. That is defamation per se. Per se. So then, then you got the whole public figure uh, malice thing. And then Newsom just says, well, I thought it was a bad thing to do. I mean, I guess it's a really, really high bar because that's what I thought of also. This is so far-fetched. It's so, besides they apparently have videos of them signing papers. I mean, nobody... Like put them on chains on that private airplane, right? I mean, and and the whole idea of somebody in your country illegally having any right to stay anywhere to me is quite interesting legally. I mean, he could deport them. That's not the issue, though, right? I mean, just because you're here illegally doesn't mean that somebody has a right to kidnap you. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure about that. The government does have a right to kidnap you and deport you by definition. So why don't they have the but he doesn't? But the state of Florida doesn't have that authority. Why not? Where they do don't have the power. Then? The state of Florida doesn't have the power to deport. They have plenary police power within their state and anybody they don't like, they can kick out of the state. If they're criminal plenary police crime, power to do what? Kick criminals out of right. the state. Right. But it, I mean, there's no adjudication of, of criminal guilt. I I just have a hard time. I'd rather be on the other side. I didn't study the law of defending. These people don't have any rights to be. Well, we had that Arizona case in during the Obama administration where the Supreme Court said that states can't don't have the power to enforce federal immigration law. No, I'm not saying. OK, they don't have the power to deport. OK, the Supreme Court is willing to say that if they come into your state, you have to feed and clothe and educate them with no limits forever and ever. That's basically the law of the land right now, even though it's illegal to do so, right? 
uh, it's illegal to do what? Well, you're aiding and abetting a crime by helping an illegal immigrant by definition, right? Um, I'm not even sure it's a crime. I think it might be a civil infraction. But it's an infraction. And, but, and at the moment, even though New York is literally collapsing under the pressure of a few thousand immigrants, this country is saying to states, if we don't like you, you have to keep millions of them and support them forever and ever. And if we're going to take away your power to send them out of your state, then what? But isn't that, isn't that amusing, though, that New York is collapsing? From collapsing, going crazy. And, and, and rather than say this has to stop, all they're saying is federal government, give us more money. Florida and Texas don't keep sending them to us. You, you, you take your share of the burden. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's so amusing to me how, how willing these people are to avoid obvious truths. And if it weren't for the hierarchy, not hypocrisy thing, you, you just, your jaw drops at this. I mean, the outrageousness of them not literally marching to the White House and demanding Biden shut the door. I mean, you literally have Adams out there whining and crying every day. <laughs> his sanctuary city, but not enough people in the press call it out. The hypocrisy is literally beyond and beyond. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic that they're sending these people all over the country. I think they should have done it a long time ago because it, something's boiling up. And when the first good person gets hurt, God forbid, by an illegal alien, staying in the school next door, it may get even more interesting. We're used to it happening in border states. We may not be so happy with it in New York City. It has happened here. I mean, we have our share of illegal immigrants in New York, in New Jersey anyway. But no, we paid so, attention to it until DeSantis sent them. Those were different illegal immigrants. Those were the good kind. I don't know, I mean, like, you know, I harken back to Trump making a big deal about a lot of this stuff and talking about the gangs and, and everything like that. And I think he had some families who had lost loved ones at, at, at the hands yeah, of the, the gang angel members. Or, yeah. uh, you know, this, this stuff, it happens. No, it's always happened. Yeah, We're yeah. in a different place now because, like I say, these are different because DeSantis is sending them in. Because we've absorbed many illegal immigrants in yeah. the States before. Have they whined and gone crazy before? No. No, 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 no. Well, these were the same guys on TV a year ago. We welcome them to our city. They enhance our economy. <laughs> oh, enhance away. I, right. I can imagine like in this trial against DeSantis, DeSantis playing commercials of, commercials of Newton Newsom begging people to send him more illegals because they're so good for everything. And you could put up big diversity signs. All it just where it's such a point of absurdity. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're a better yeah. for the diversity. Don't forget pride. <laughs> Don't forget pride. Where can yeah. you go and forget pride? Well, uh, I, I guess it, it's it's interesting that um, you know Ed that you sent that story to me the other day about happening to be my kids middle school <laughs> where um the the board the local board of education here passed a, uh, a resolution about flags and because of that 
the, the pride flag had to come down at my kid's school. Ended up being on NBC News in New York. <laughs> and, um, you know, what? on a serious note, it's like, you know, reading through that story, I'm just like, man, God, we're losing this battle when it comes to these kids. Because basically they were interviewing a high school kid and they're putting together a petition, have a thousand signatures to get the flag back up and everything like that. And, um, you know, honestly, more than I think any time in, in the recent past where this stuff has been kind of shoved down our throats, it's really, I'm getting kind of ticked off at this point, this whole thing. I mean, <coughs> the, I, I don't know what's worse. The fact that it's just out there and, you know, it does go against certain values that a lot of people have, but the virtue signaling part of it too. You know, I mean, I received another email, happened to be on this one email list for, you know, something local too. And, and I get the email and it's like, pride, 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 pride. And, and I'm like, how'd, how'd, how'd you get my email on this list in the first place? So I signed up for something along the way. And I'm like, I don't want this stuff shoved down my throat. Don't you realize like not everybody agrees with this stuff? They're they're bullies. They're they're such bullies. They're they spike the football over this. They're you know I mean I, I think it's at the point where it's like if if people like us don't speak up, you just get run over. The railroad train is running us over. But I think I shared with you a story the other day. If people in certain professions speak up, they literally lose their professions. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, well, that's, though, being, that's being a bully. But on the flip side, you know, the 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 Daily Wire film, What is a Woman, had 180 yeah. million views. That seems pretty, pretty positive to that me. That doesn't seem possible. That would be more than the population, more than half the population of the country. And the adult population of the well, country is probably be about 260 million or something. That seems not, a little not just Americans. I mean, it, oh, it, across it, the world, yeah, that could be. Yeah. Did you see that? I, I was it the FBI or something. I saw a quick headline that SPLC, you know, Southern Poverty Law Center, is including Moms for Liberty in their yeah. groups thing. And I, yeah. I don't remember if I saw the FBI is accepting that or if there's just mm -hmm. a, that is again, if it's you fight, if you fight them. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're just Joe next door, they will come after you and destroy your life. So like, well, I guess after J6, who's going to fight them? Well, they were trying to get Antifa. The answer to your question, Stephen, is, is DeSantis. He's the one guy that has been willing to fight them. Which yeah. is why I'm a big DeSantis fan. Now, who's got the guts to wear a where woke goes to die jacket up here in New York? Well, you're in New if York. If I were willing to come to New York, I'd be willing to wear it, but I'm not willing to come to New York. I mean, I'm wondering if they're selling Even I, I think you just volunteered. I'm wondering if they're selling that merch. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's almost like wearing certain signs in Harlem back in the old days. I um, At a certain point, you would be beaten up for it. I haven't. I wouldn't doubt. Well, we know the left is violent. That's and by the way, if you're beaten up for it, you would be the one arrested. Because we've seen <laughs> well, scenarios yeah. like that also. Yeah, it's okay if they beat you know Kyle Rittenhouse mm -hmm. kind of situations. So. Well, I, I think the other aspect is uh, when you think about hypocrisy, if you will. What what what, what is the Confederate flag about to a, a, a Southerner, right? What 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 would they say to you? What what does it symbolize? Southern 
Well, that's a that's a Why? big source of debate down here. Oh, oh, okay, but but I'm just saying for the people who believe in it, they're going to tell you it's Southern pride, right? Yes, that's their argument. That's, but mm-hmm. is it illegitimate for some people to interpret other things from that flag? I think I think no, I don't. I think it's intertwined with with the slavery issue. I, I think it's a mistake. Yeah. I, I, I think I think the defense of the Confederate flag. I mean, it's not a mistake in the sense that it clearly is the wedge issue that they that the left thinks they can get mm-hmm. their hands on, so that they can eventually take down Jefferson and Jeff and right. and Washington statues. Yeah. But yes, that's okay, and, and that's why they've gone after because it, it's and, the and I, thing. Yeah, but I, listen, I think that there's legitimate issues there. I mean, if, if I, if I were black and then my ancestors were slaves and all that, I, I think I'd probably rightfully be offended by, by that flag. But again, yeah. my point being that there's different interpretations. It's a symbol. How do you interpret that symbol? And it's the same thing with, with the pride flag. Okay. There's people out there like, like me, and I assume you guys too, but a lot of people are going to have interpret that about not just being about the rights of what um, alternative lifestyles want to do and ha- have the right to to marry and and the next akin and all that, which I, I, you know generally I agree with, but it's the other part of it, which is the homosexuality part of it, which goes against um, a lot of religious teachings, whether it's the Catholic ter- Church or other Christian ter- ter- churches or probably the majority of religions in the in the world. So when you you have that that flag and you act like it's it doesn't. I think they should put a, it a pride flag in every mosque. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, so that that's one of my points. Is like it, it is hypo- hypocritical. You can't sit there and say I'm offended by the Southern pride flag because of slavery or what have you, um, and then not understand that there are people that also interpret the pride flag differently than you do, and that it's controversial. You know what I mean? Well, and not just that, but that the Confederate flag, at least they're putting the Confederate flag on government buildings. The pride flag is primarily being used in schools to indoctrinate children. There's no question. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no question. Part of the point of a symbol, if I understand it correctly, is for people to say, mommy, what is that? Mm -hmm. So when. When I drove through Richmond as a kid, which I did many, many, many times, and I see a Confederate flag and I say, Mommy, what is that? That's what flag we're proud of our state. Um, and Richmond obviously is proud of the South. You don't even have to get into slavery or not. When you see the pride flag and somebody says, Mommy, what is it? What can you say that doesn't make life complicated? It's just the right for people to love each other. I don't know. I think it, it it drives a wedge between kids and parents. And I think that's part of the whole- Well, that purpose. I believe is part of the purpose. Oh, there's no, there's no question. There's no question. I mean, there's so many layers to this. I mean, I shared with you guys too, that one issue about uh, there was going to be a pride mass in the church until I think the the um, archbishop or somebody higher up in the church found out about it. Where think, was this? I think it was around Pittsburgh. And if you read the story, I mean, it's like, not only are there groups- that are actively trying to infiltrate. But then you have the useful idiots, like there's the one pastor, like allowing this, pushing for this, you know, allowing for the mass. And I think that, I think right there, you're getting into some deeper aspects of this, that this is a really a very radical 
militarize almost in a way secular movement. There, there's no way. I find I find it hard for people to be sort of in both camps, right? I mean, I, I, I just I just I just don't know how how you can. I mean, you're pushing a very mean both camps, secular and religious. <laughs> I think you're pushing a very secular agenda with the whole pride thing. Well, an anti-religion thing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I find them mutually exclusive. I, I don't know how they coexist. And I think more to the point, the people who are part of that radical movement understand it. It's akin to the moral relativism that we've seen for decades now, that people don't want to be judged, right? I think I think we also see an erosion in people being um, religious and go to church. That, that one big poll recently about all this stuff, this all plays into it. And, and it just makes logical sense that the one of the, battlefield is to start to attack uh, institutions of religious faith. And I, I think the Catholic Church is number one on that list. It was interesting when I was on the dais at our local Memorial Day event. So the first priest that got out there and spoke, and nobody wants to get very political, though some of the politicians veer off on Memorial Day. But he threw in a couple sentences there about freedom of religion, freedom to practice as we believe and stuff. And I know it hit home with certain people very directly what he's talking about. And I'll go over to him afterwards and everybody kind of can quote the verse he's alluding to. But people kind of know if you dare say that in public, you're in really big trouble. So and not a great time to be a preacher. And it is, there's no question it's an attack on the church. And they've won for the most part in that sense. They're winning in a lot of ways. I mean, if, if a priest says the word Leviticus, he's already a bigot. Mm -hmm. And that, that's pretty scary stuff. Well, I mean, who are the real bigots here? But it doesn't matter because they, they really have won. People are afraid to talk about freedom of religion. Well, people are afraid to speak out about the whole pride thing. I mean, we've been bludgeoned with it at this point. So let's, let's go to the case in Florida. So Florida bans, I believe, its surgeries on minors, and a bl judge blocks it, at least for the three minors who were directly involved in the case, if I understand it. Um, the other side is outraged if they apply it to other kids, even though it only really does apply to three kids. Again, they, you know, they don't hesitate to find a judge. It's a federal judge. I know somebody already commented, why doesn't the state just tell the federal judge where to get off? And I think that is an interesting position. So keep your nose out of Florida's, Florida's business. And will that ever happen? Will a right-wing state? Maybe this is a good time for DeSantis to do that. It's always a good time for DeSantis to do that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a Rubicon type step, isn't it? Maybe. For, for the right to do it. For the left, no big deal. I think, I think it would be great if even somebody not running for president were willing to do it. I don't think it has to be part of a political campaign. It can be just a governor asserting the rights of the state that the, that the federal constitution guarantees them. I mean, that's what the 10th Amendment was all about. 
the states are the sovereigns here. The federal government has a delimited role and the federal government is interjecting itself where it doesn't belong. Governors should be willing to do that and stand up. It's interesting. That. It took a judge overnight or something to rule that gender identity is real. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, he figured it out overnight. So, and you know, I assume you guys did watch the whole Matt Walsh thing, and you know, you watch these people define woman as woman and talk in circles. And again, anybody educated, I guess, still in our years, our jaw drops open. And to people educated nowadays, okay, that makes sense. A woman's a woman because she's a woman. And because you, again, you wonder how does anybody accept this trash? That, that requires a whole separate psychological study, doesn't it? I mean, you know, I think, I think a big part of the answer is our libertarian friends that say live and let live, don't judge, leave it alone. I think, I think that. There were people on the right that wanted to fight the culture war 30 years ago, and they were they were hammered down by people on the other people on the right, including, unfortunately, myself for a while until I realized what I what I see going on. Uh, but I used to be one of them that the that the right should focus on economic liberty and the right should focus on free markets and free trade and things like that. And, you know, we wound up seeding. You know, giving you know, surrendering the whole culture to the to the left. Well, they were, they were very smart because when you were doing that, Obama was still out there saying there's no question marriages between a man and a woman. Period. Yeah. So who could see this yeah, coming? The, right. That Biden over was saying that everybody was saying it. Right. The Overton window is moving faster and faster. So fast. So yep. Like I mean, <laughs> I mean, just you know. Getting slightly off the subject, you look at the gas stove ban and you look at the gas lighting that they're really, really good at. They throw up a trial balloon about banning gas stoves. The right reacts. They say, what are you guys crazy? No one ever in a million years would consider banning your gas stove. The right goes to sleep. Maybe they're right. And next day they pass the law banning gas stoves. And that's kind of what happened on all these pride cultural issues. Mm -hmm. They say, we're not asking for such a thing. We would never even ask for such a thing. Yeah, we were happy with don't ask, don't tell, et cetera, et cetera. So we go to sleep because how can you fight something that doesn't exist? And they win again, except that there were people who wanted to fight it, though. But you can't fight it if it's not happening. And because they can just lie about where they stand, how do you fight it? I mean, it was happening, just there were some people who saw it better than others. I mean, if you look back at, at Scalia's dissent in Lawrence versus Texas in 2003, where, uh, you know, sodomy was where the, you know, the 1986 case uh, upholding the ban on sodomy was overturned. Uh, Scalia said, you know, this is going to lead to homosexual marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people like me at the time said, oh, you're, you know, you, you're, you're, you're overreacting. Turns out he was right. And it only took, what, 12 years? It didn't take very long. But the problem is, I think a lot of people, even on our side of the aisle, quote unquote, can live with gay marriage. And I think it got really heavy when they took it way, way past, as Rush said, into the whole transgender thing mm-hmm. and pushed that further, further. So but they constantly need something to well, you know, have a wedge that, That's Marxism. Yes, 100%. It's perpetual. 
Which was the magazine in Britain that had on its cover a pregnant man this week? I think it was Glamour. Was it? See, I wasn't going to admit knowing that, and mm. I'm glad you did. I was going to pretend to be looking for it. But <laughs> yes, it's Glamour. Now, again, my 60-plus-year-old sensibility says if the definition of a woman is someone who gives birth, it makes literally no sense to say a man is giving birth. It's, it does not compute. My brain explodes. They're not trying to make sense. That they're, a trying to make, they're trying to sow confusion. Exactly, but it doesn't work with me because I'm still at that stage of. But that's okay. From their perspective, they only need a certain percentage of the population to be so confused that they can't be independent and they need help. They're creating their own constituents because our constituents are people that are uh, independent, self-supporting, personally responsible for themselves. The, the, the left is creating its own constituents by creating, by sowing confusion, by, by making people not know whether they're a boy or a girl or a man or a woman or a dog or a cat or whatever. And those people are so confused. And when I say those people, I mean the victims of, of what the left is doing. They're so confused that of course they're going to be for the left. They need government programs. They need somebody to tell them what to do because they don't know what to do. They don't even know whether they're a man or a woman. That's the whole point. That's part, a big part of the game. The confusion is, is, is not a bug. It's a feature. And it, the fact that you're not confused, all right, then you're just part of the enemy. You'll have to go to the concentration camp. That's, that's their theory. There's still a bunch of Winston Smiths around, hundreds and hundreds of us, maybe thousands of us still. But I, I, again, I mean, Mike, when you hear pregnant man, doesn't your mind automatically reject the phrase? It, it, because the definition, well, yeah. the definition. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying, you know, the light night or something. It, it, it just literally does not compute. And yet. Right. That's the whole point. That's the actual game. They want, they want it to be irrational. It's not supposed to make sense. If it made sense, people could think for themselves and evaluate it themselves. If it doesn't make sense, all they can do is obey or be completely confused. That's the whole point of the exercise. Yeah. We're pretty messed up, folks. I don't have to tell you. So I see that no one knows how to pronounce the last name. Vivek, whatever his first name is, mm -hmm. says he would not revive Trump ban on transgender troops. Now, is that a surprise? Did anybody think he was on that side of it? Don't know. I'm very surprised. He's been a big, you know, he, he's been on the anti-woke bandwagon, but more of the corporate woke. He's, he's against corporate wokeism. But I didn't think that he distinguished until I saw that. So he's saying I wouldn't foist this ideology on children, but he would not overturn the practice. Now, what I don't understand is why it's so important for our military to have anybody with any sorts of issues in it. You know, supposedly they weed out every psychological and every physical thing. <laughs> Once upon a time. Right, and less and less. 
but you know, now that I think about it, I'm laughing. You know, they brought back the slogan from our youth to be all you can be. They did. I saw it. I actually saw it the other day on a, on a big billboard. And I used to love they're, it. They're not kidding now. And I Thank you, Mike. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah, be they, whatever you want to be. be. Be all you can be. You know, we should do we should <laughs> put, like little pride flags on the side. I mean, does the military need transgenders? <laughs> and they'll say, yeah, because it adds to us. I'm not, I just don't get it. Diversity. Again, uh, the whole point is for it to not make sense. Everything is supposed to not make sense. The more things don't make sense, the more people are confused, the more they need the leftists. Our side, we want independent people. We want people who work for themselves, think for themselves, go to church for themselves. Who are logical, rational. They don't want that. They want people who obey and they want people who are so confused that they don't know what to do. If they don't know, you know how to put their pants on in the morning, they are going to need a government program, a government chauffeur, a government this and a government that. That's their whole game. Everything they do is aimed at creating more constituents for themselves. That's what all these confusions are about. And I guess it's last but not least, the Dallas City Council telling employees of the city, use proper pronouns or you're fired. And that's in the red state of Texas. Wow. So, you know, why are we- My, my preferred pronouns are very sexy male. I'm sorry? My preferred pronouns are very sexy male. I was going with handsome and brilliant, but I think that's been taken by a couple thousand people. I, Mike, you're in insurance. You don't do car insurance stuff, do you? No. Because I don't understand how it's not destroying the whole car insurance business. I mean, what literally stops me from calling Geico every day and changing my gender? Well, you can say that about any industry then, right? But not every industry does it matter. You don't get a discount by changing your gender, right? Well, Give me some I, ideas. Not, I'll do I it. Where else, I I, where else do I get a discount I by calling myself something else? Oh, well, um, listen, there, there could be some benefits for us when it's ladies night, you know, you want to get half price drinks. I don't drink, but keep going. Maybe have another. <laughs> I don't know. It's longer lines in the bathroom. I mean, you know, we laugh and I say this and I'm like, what are they going to do if I walk into a bar and it's ladies night? And I say, oh, really? I'm, what are they I'm doing? a woman. They can't ask. They can't, they're, not, they're not going to. I bet you any money they wouldn't say no. Because they're probably so afraid that I would sue their ass. Now, I guess certain people in the bar may want to beat you up. Because hopefully the normal people in the bar. Well, maybe they'd, they'd want me to buy them drinks. I'm getting them half price. Why would a lady <laughs> buy the men drinks? Well. Well, hey, that was sexist. <laughs> Guilty. I am. Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, well, Walsh kept asking, like, you don't have to transition to be transgender. So it was all just going around in circles. Just yeah. in circles. So I'm yeah, a woman I because I say I am. Yeah. So I'm a cat because I say I am. And we, yeah, we know there are schools who have to accept the people as cats. I, I, 
Do you remember when we were little kids, we were like, we thought we were Batman and Superman, but none of us jumped off buildings. <laughs> no. There were some there were some kids that I knew that wanted to. There were some kids I knew their parents wanted them to, but we're not. <laughs> and I love this. Well, jump off buildings, but I mean, I do remember jumping off like the climbing toys in the in the sandbox and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But I mean, if our parents would have tried to stop us from jumping off the World Trade Center and we would have called child services saying, but we're Superman, I mean, where would that have gone? Yeah. I did not know until watching that movie that he had made a book about a walrus. And I think that's fantastic. Yes. So. Are they, although, you know, you're kind of arguing with Rush, Rush Limbaugh, and I think. Because Rush Limbaugh's thing was, you know, demonstrate absurdity with absurdity. And if I hear you correctly, you're saying it's more the opposite nowadays. It's the more absurdity, the more it messes with your mind. So it doesn't help to illustrate absurdity with absurdity. Am I making sense? That, um, sounds, that sounds absurd. It is absurd. but <laughs> Yeah, I'm not quite following what you're getting at. Okay. Well, so, you, you've succeeded in confusing Ed. If, if you write a book about Johnny, Johnny's a walrus, and the idea of that book is to point out how ridiculous this whole idea is that you accept a four-year-old's identity as being something other than what it is. But what I hear you saying is, no, their point is the more it doesn't make sense, the better. That you can't. Well, but I, I mean, I haven't read the walrus book, but I think, I mean, I think that it's it's done in such a way that it's clear that, that, that he's mocking it or that he's not, that he, he's not being serious about it. Um, whereas the, the leftists are, they're, they're doing it straight. They're, they're being serious about it. But that, they, they are being serious. Exactly. Yes. They, they, they want confused people. I mean, you know, when he says to those physicians, like, you know, things like, you know, can I be anything I want to be? And can I be an animal? And they're like, this conversation is over. Well, that's like a really mature response from MD yeah. to a, I don't know what his degrees are, Matt Walsh, but I assume he's not as educated. And yet they can't stay in a room with him. So. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Very, very scary stuff. Mm -hmm. That's all we know. All right. Yep. Anybody got anything else? Uh, we went over most of it. I was just going to quickly point out, I mean, last week I talked about how State Farm was pulling out of California, not offering new homeowner policies. Apparently, Allstate had already done that. And so now you've got two of the biggest uh, home insurance, insurance carriers in the country that are, have pulled out. And again, it, it's directly um, being caused by policies, leftist policies in California, whether it's hyper regulation of the insurance industry, not allowing the insurance carriers to uh, increase premiums when they really need to go up. And of course, then there's the envir environmental wacko part of it, which um, ties into the poor land management there that, that makes the state a tinderbox. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think, like I said last week, the only way, the only a road I see this leading to is the state of California taking over the property insurance industry. And there'll only be a, a public option, which they already have, by the way, there, which doesn't help. Um, but I mean, if, if you know, for-profit 
insurance carriers can't make money and aren't willing to sell policies, what's going to happen? State's going to take over, and it'll be it'll still be a mess, you know. But uh, it'll it'll be funded by taxpayers. But Florida is also being uh, wiped well, out yeah. by insurance problems, but for Florida, different reasons. I, yeah, I think it's for different reasons. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that there's been some intervention there that goes in the other direction that favors the carriers to some extent. I mean, there's not a lot of competition down there. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I have all the details and the facts about everything that's going on in Florida. I just know it is really, it's a mess down there. But when we just take a step back and realize, you know, listen, insurance, like healthcare is highly overregulated. It's not a free market. And anytime it's not, the consumer get, gets hurt. Um, and then what happens is bad policy, bad regulation begets more bad policy and more regulation, and it gets worse. That's kind of where I see Florida is right now. Um, I see that people are paying on average down there $4,500 to $5,000 for their premium, and that doesn't count flood insurance, which you've got to have down there, especially if you're near the water. So people are probably paying six, $7,000 a year down there easily um, for, for insurance. But you know, again, Florida and, and California, I think the problems are different. They are very, very different. I think they're very much self-inflicted in California due to the um, regulations and, and, and the environmental wackoism. Yeah. I just know they're in trouble in Florida because all of us yeah. have people down there. Um, we did just have some primaries in, uh, in New Jersey. Um, I can tell you this much in, in what is the most conservative district in the state and in, in the northwest corner. It's become abundantly clear that the unions are now um, completely involved, um, are throwing their weight around, their money around on the Republican side. And I, I just think that it, it's uh, it's a flashpoint. I know this is going on in other places in the country, but they are succeeding. Um, public sector unions uh, are, I mean, these are, um, I think ELEC, one union is, is like a builder's trade union, um, but they are no longer playing on democratic turf. They are infiltrating the Republican side and they are succeeding. So the little bit of Republican that's there is going to be moved left, is what you're saying? I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah. I mean, since I think of New Jersey as a dark blue state, it doesn't change anything, but that just maybe because I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, this is not just happening in New, in New Jersey. So. Ah. All right. Hopefully I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of, uh, Go. one, uh, I shared with you guys the uh, the case of Missouri versus Biden that's working its way through the courts. Uh, the judge in that case made some very interesting findings that uh, and questioned the government's attorney. Uh, the case involves the the Biden administration's coordinated censorship efforts with social media companies and various uh, government agencies, including the NIH and the CDC and the FDA and whole bunch of other agencies. Uh, and the judge basically uh, 
basically got the government to admit in court that it was coordinating the suppression of truthful information and that the American people, according to the government, do not have a right to say or hear that truthful information if the government doesn't want them to hear it. And I think it's a it's a very interesting case. Uh, some people think it's going to settle. Um, I'm not so sure it's going to settle, but we'll see. Um, uh, the, the findings that have come out have been very eye-opening, and I encourage anyone who is interested in, in civil liberties to, to go and check that case out. Uh, there was an article on uh, hot air that, uh, that described some of the findings, uh, but uh, it, it's worth looking at. I, I, in my opinion, it could be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, civil liberties cases in the history of the country. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, we had a couple of milestone days that passed this week that uh, we should we should at least acknowledge. Uh, D-Day was uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, the, the youngest members of the greatest generation are now in their 90s. They're not going to be with us much longer. Uh, if any of them are listening to, to my voice right now, we'd love to interview you. We'd love to hear something about you. We'd love to to just note what you you know note your your experiences for posterity uh but uh more generally it's just it's it's worth remembering and we also had the anniversary of tiananmen square this week on june 4th and i don't know that anybody mentioned it um you know for a long time pictures of the tanks in tiananmen square and lady liberty were all over the news every june 4th but uh, it seems like that one has vanished in history, and I don't want it to vanish. I want to make sure that I mention it and remind our listeners uh, what the Communist Party in China did on that day and what it's never apologized for and never backed off of. So uh, we should remember that. Well, I, I want to second those thoughts. And, and just to reinforce that about the free speech case, um, I pulled up that hot air article, and I think it's worth just um, conveying here what this says. The judge asked Biden's lawyers if the First Amendment covered Americans' right to say that Biden is responsible for high gas prices and inflation. Their answer, it depends. First, the judge also asked them if the First Amendment applied to Americans' right to say that the 2020 election was stolen. Their answer was, it depends. Uh, as you had noted, th this is incredibly chilling. And if it does end up having a ruling, it better damn well go the right way, or this country will never be the same. Amen. Yeah, I guess to be the cynic here, if it goes like the gun cases, even when we win, nobody cares, but at least it's good it's being fought out and aired out, and a few rational sentences are being written. So that's a good thing. And I totally agree with all of your memories thing. I mean, big Memorial Day guy I was not feeling well Memorial Day it was a lot of pressure on me not to go out. But they wanted me to speak briefly and represent my community. And I'm like, unless I'm dead. To me, that's important, even though I have to put up with a bunch of politicians getting up there and BSing all kinds of garbage. So and if you're serious about trying to interview uh, World War Two vets, I could look for it. That would be great. I, you know, I'd love to have them on the show just it's interesting, the guy um, who was running the parade in my area, he was showing me the list because every year they, lead off, they read off those who died this year. And he said there were two D-Day guys there. 
And yeah. then a few years ago, the Grand Marshal was a D-Day guy. And I was like, I don't suck up to a lot of people, but I do to those people. So. All right. With that, we wish everyone a good evening. Please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com. We will be back next week with, I believe, at least five hosts. Have a wonderful week.